0: Full transparency. I understand the world better than anyone. There's sounds in the sky. The rapture is coming. Yeah. There's lizard people out there. We had a shop in Mormon
1: when we lived in Mormon. Our family was in Mormon. Full fists are swinging by my face. I'm like, and then he would just kind of go on these little rants or tangent, tangent, whatever the word is. Nothing that's great in life is is easy, you know. Yeah. There's a nice quote that I feel like you were on your way to say. <laughs>
0: We're rolling We're rolling We're winging it today We're doing another uh, car cast We're not going to have video this week
1: So, As the train's going by eh? At but least it's not pouring rain Like yeah. it was that one day Yeah I didn't even listen to that episode I don't know if the rain You said it wasn't too bad though It
0: wasn't bad Initially you could hear it But it wasn't It wasn't terrible And then um, Yeah it got better yeah. It got better So um, So you got You got uh, you got something coming up soon eh? I didn't see the date yeah, I got an announcement. Announce it. I'm gay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna be uh, doing the CSI um, submission only jujitsu tournament July 16th in Regina, and I'm pretty pumped about it, man.
1: Yeah. So sorry. Say the date again.
0: So July 16th. So it's in like oh, two shit. two weeks. Two weeks from this Saturday. We're shooting this June 30th. So tomorrow's Canada Day. Um, <clears throat> here, here's my thoughts. Like when I first heard about this. Event It's an invitational only, an invitation, invitational submission only jujitsu event. And um, Professor Kevin kind of said, hey, like, here's an opportunity, you know, I can probably get you a match. And initially I was kind of thinking, because this was right before we went to Denver, I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm kind of focused on, you know, training striking right now. I wanted to kind of bum around for a couple months in the summer. Obviously still training lots, but, you know, I just wasn't set on competing I just wanted to kind of rest a little bit enjoy my summer have some drinks and not really think about you know cutting weight or competing and then I just kind of thought about it you know because we have Canada we have a long weekend July long this weekend and then next week is my birthday and you know I had just I have some lake plans and I was like it's just not good timing you know like I want to have some drinks be at the lake and then I was like be honest I always say this and I go to the lake and I'll have like two or three drinks all weekend right. I'm sleeping good I'm re- so I'm like I'm just making excuses here and like what am I going to do on my birthday like get hammered right I'm probably just going to train right you know. right so I just thought about it and I was like man this is like a once in a year opportunity and um I'm in shape I'm training lots two weeks ago I was running in the hills with Dwayne Ludwig and all you guys and I've been rolling lots I'm like man I'm ready to go you know, I've been training, w- rolling with the guys who are competing and we're all in the same shape, you know? So yep. I just, um, I, it was kind of a last minute thing. I was just kind of, you know, battling in my head, like, why don't I just do this? So right. I, I talked to Kevin and I emailed AJ scales Monday night and he found me a match like that. So. Nice.
1: That guy looked familiar. Have you competed against him, or have you seen him compete before? He just competed
0: in the Copa Sask at Purple Belt. So, Scotty actually competed against
1: him. Oh, okay. That's where I saw him. Yeah. Yeah. Did Scotty beat him? Yeah. Hey.
0: Yeah. So, um, and, and I told AJ, I said, and ideally, if we could do some sort of a catch weight, because I would rather compete heavier so I don't have to lose any weight, um, and I said I'd prefer to do nogi. But I said, I'm up for whatever. And then, like, right away, he emailed me back and said, I found you a match in the gi at 162. So I will have to lose, like, six pounds in the next couple weeks. But you said you'd rather do no gi?
1: Yeah. How come?
0: I like, you know what? I, I like both. I like gi and no gi. But um, I don't know. I just, I feel it would be more of a dynamic match. I, I like to wrestle a little more than you know just get the grips and pull the guard and that sort of thing so i i don't know i just kind of preferred it i thought it'd be more fun um hmm. but
1: now, is it a is it a jiu match or a jiu-jitsu fight
0: jiu-jitsu match <laughs>
1: it's funny sometimes like yeah uh actually professor sensei adam was like yeah i got like a fight in july i'm like oh shit like for real and he's like yeah like a, a jujitsu jitsu fight i'm like hey You taking headshots or no?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know. I kept hearing him at the gym being like, yeah, I'm fighting Sean and all this. Yeah.
1: Yeah, It's one of those things where like you can call whatever you want. But yeah, like my brain, if you say fight, I I immediately assume like you're getting hit in the head. So I thought like maybe combat jujitsu. But then, yeah, he's like, no, it's just a regular jujitsu fight. I'm like, that's a match. (laughs) I feel kind of bad because I was going
0: against Adam last night. Kevin wanted us to partner up and right away within like the first oh,
1: fuck. 20
0: seconds nothing that's gonna really hinder him but okay. he might have like dislocated his pinky uh, just grabbing the gi and ripping away you yeah. know so damn he had to sit out i felt kind of bad but obviously that won't affect him with his uh no gi match with with sean quinn but oh yeah um yeah so it's gonna be in the gi um i'm kind of fired up like i'm i'm more excited i'm not nervous you know i, I don't know if it's just See, I think I normally get some anxiety from, again, you don't know how many matches you're gonna have. You might get exhausted, but it's one match. I have one guy, eight minute match. You know, I'm ready for an eight minute match. Yeah. You know, and. So um, it's
1: eight minutes of just nonstop rolling? and if and there's and there's no points or anything it's just if you submit the guy you win
0: there's no points there's no advantages there's no refs it's submission only nice so he could mount me for seven minutes and i could sub him in the last minute and i win nice and um if if nobody gets the submission it's just like a nothing it's a no contest kind of thing so there's no winner and uh the nice thing is we don't have to pay to enter it because it's invitational and you, you win money if you win, so oh, sweet. I might get some. I might get that jujitsu check. You, you know get what I mean? That hundred bucks. Right? Yeah. I well, think. I think last year, or a t- couple before COVID, they had the last event. I think everybody who subbed got two fifty. Nice. So you know
1: what, it's, bro? Some pro fighters don't make that much money. Dude,
0: it's. I, I would have. I probably would have paid to compete in this thing. So yeah. it's it's a cool little bonus and. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. It excites me more to have like more of the promotion and like them posting you against your opponent, like yeah. kind of more MMA style. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, it's... I like that
1: more. Yeah, I like it when there's a little bit more, um, like you know what you're getting yourself into. Like you've mm-hmm. been to jujitsu matches where like you don't know if you're going against eight people, one person, no. the same person over and over again. Like with Derek's kickboxing thing too, where it was like, uh, you just don't know who you're going against. He shows up, nobody's in his division you know it's just nice when it's like hey like, you're going against this guy so prepare for him for a month or totally two months whatever it is i kind of like that more yeah. when, you're, when you're going to battle like that whether it's jiu jitsu wrestling fighting i kind of like actually like preparing properly yeah it's like anything like going to war you know if it's like country versus country you know who you're going to war with you're yeah. preparing for that yeah. you are thinking, thinking about like the landscape the terrain it's nice when you just know and you can prepare that yeah you know
0: and when you do a jiu jitsu tournament You're just one in a couple hundred people you know it's it's such a where there's this the spotlight's kind of on you and like you have like you have to pick a walkout song and stuff so it's it's a little more nerve-wracking i guess but like i said i'm fired up i'm kind of excited so that's cool um fuck yeah yeah it'll be good and um the thing with jujitsu why i like it too is submission only is i understand why there's a point system in jujitsu tournaments and it, it serves a purpose but I truly am of the belief of, like, you should be finishing your opponent, you know? Yeah. Obviously, it, it's easier said than done. You can't always find the finish. But I don't like the whole jiu-jitsu sport aspect of, you know, neon belly, and then you go back to side control, and then you go back to neon belly just to, like, stack up your points. Yeah. And people know how to play the system. And, yeah. you know, if you think way back to the Gracie days, you know, like Carlson Gracie, like, uh, half great, like, all these intense where it came out of brazil it's like it, it it's like a self-defense thing it's like a you're trying to kill your opponent you're right. trying to make him tap it's not about points so i like that system of it's the only incentive
1: is to finish your opponent i do too I, I was watching muay thai last night this um uh he was one of uh jonathan haggerty's training partners i forget his full name it's like benton or something He was fighting for this uh title and um like really high level muay thai and the guy hit him with an elbow and cut him open, and so this guy's like cut open, but like he's he's beating the shit out of the guy. Other than the cut, and the 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 announcers were like. Oh, like, hopefully Benton Benton can cut him open so it's, like, equal. And I'm like, that guy's landed, like, 20 strikes to that one elbow. But because they, in Muay Thai, they favor, like, if you cut someone or if you sweep them, if you yeah. get them off balance, you get lots of points for that. Mm. So it's like he scored lots of points with cutting with the elbow – but Benton landed 15 elbows that just didn't cut the guy because they were, like, like maybe ah, straight on, but you yeah. probably rocked the shit out of them. Yeah. You're winning. You feel like you're winning, yeah. but because you're bleeding out of your eye, the judges are like, oh, 10 points just for that one yeah. cut. Yeah, whenever you have any
0: sort of a point system in, in like, fighting or any type of combat, it's, it gets dicey. Yeah. You know, like, it, it's hard, and I, I, I was hearing... Um, I don't know who Rogan was talking to on the podcast recently about this, but it's like you could have a 10-9 round in the UFC where one person clearly won. Like maybe they didn't like drop them three times and like it wasn't a 10-8 round, but it was the decisive 10-9. Or you could have one where it's so close it's a toss of the hat, and the other person gets a 10-9, but it's it scored the same thing and it's just it's tricky, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I've always liked that idea of submission only. That's yeah. cool.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be fun, man. I'm looking forward to it and Nice. You know, in the last year, in the last like eight months, this will be my fourth time of like going out of our city and getting a hotel and doing like a trip, something to do with martial arts, you know, like November I went to Edmonton to compete, Um, March I did again, we obviously just went to Denver, this will be another thing and it's just, it's fun man, it's fun to go somewhere with a purpose have a little bit of nerves and then you know i'm looking forward we got four of us now from our gym competing there and probably go out and have a drink after and it's uh it's gonna be a good time man it's gonna be fun
1: um speaking of traveling and going somewhere for martial arts right before you came to the gym i was on instagram and i saw senchai is coming to calgary in august Damn. and i quickly saved it because right after this i want to go in there and see if there's still spots Damn. left yeah i would fucking love to do that man it's a great investment in yourself especially That's... for you like with
0: what your goals are and shit oh
1: yeah yeah and senchai is the goat yeah I'm surprised
0: he'd come to Western Canada. Yeah,
1: that's I know. Crazy, that's why right? when I, I'm like, oh, that is, I will spend whatever money I need to spend yeah. to go there. Yeah. Do you yeah. know which, which, like, academy he's going to? or? I don't. Probably crazy. Mike, probably Mike. Uh no, I don't think it was Mike Miles. It was a, diff- it's it another, <laughs> another place that posted it, but yeah, I saved it. I'll get the details after this. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that'll be fun, man. So that's coming up in two weeks. So I got to lose a few pounds and stay focused and keep training and it'll be fun yeah it'll be a week after my birthday so it'll be a good way to kick off being 33 years old old man
1: yeah hey <laughs> when's your birthday
0: uh next wednesday july 6th oh, okay yeah so hey. and you're coming up in august you're gonna be 34 yeah man ones. i used to think 33 and 34 was an old man it's crazy right yeah now
1: what's an old man to you now i don't know i might be 40 and feel great you know yeah. Like, I feel like if you're, like, over 50, I'm, like, kind of, like... Because, like, I see people at our gym that are over 40 that are still training. Like, yeah. I, spar- I sparred with Dwayne. He's, like, 41 or 42. Yeah. So, like, in my mind, like, I'm, like, that's not that's not old. Yeah. Like, 50 and up, I'm, like, all right, now you're getting a yeah. little old. And if you see Kurt at 39, if it wasn't for his hip, right. like he, I feel like
0: he's, like, a peer to you and I, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so you're going to be 34 in a month. Do you honestly feel, like brutally honest do you feel like you're in your prime past your prime or not in your prime yet
1: i feel like i'm in my prime yeah yeah
0: that's how i feel too
1: yeah i feel sharp yeah. <laughs> it's funny i've been sparring in the morning and shit uh since we got back from denver and i we, we've been filming it we want to start like a spar wars youtube page mm, and just tell like us a lot of our sparring matches yeah. And I could hear in the video, I'm like, I'm sparring and I got my knee pads now. So now I'm kneeing people when they get close to me. Mm-hmm. So if you get close to me, I knee. you. If you back away, now you're in my range. So I, it's like, I'm, I'm really loving it. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm liking it so much that it's just like, it's working well for me. And yeah. I could hear the one guy like <laughs> in the background, they're like, that black shirt changed him. He's different now. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> That's so funny. It's
1: pretty funny. Well, think about it. <laughs> Muay Thai. The
0: sport of eight limbs when we spar you only get to use two punches and kicks unless you're you know close and you're clinching very lightly throwing some knees but yeah. it takes away 50 percent of your game so that's fun to be able to add some knees into the mix it's been so good man yeah? it's so fun for me yeah? So yeah
1: i feel like i'm just like yeah like i like you asked me in the last episode if i'm like you know you you reach this like goal if you get like depressed like i i feel like like energized like yeah. i'm like just starting to learn yeah you know
0: Yeah,
1: totally, Um, man. Yeah, yeah, it's been fun.
0: That's the fun thing about martial arts, too, man. It's like, you know, I've been doing jujitsu for, I don't know, probably close to eight years, and some days I just feel like I fucking know nothing, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm like, man, I'm just a piece of shit out here, and like I have so much to learn, and that's the humbling thing about it. Even you, as a black belt, you're probably like, man, I. I could learn a lot of shit about striking still.
1: Yeah. So much. I literally just learned a new trick on um, on TikTok, and I hit it th- three or four times on Dwayne this morning. Really? Yeah. Because when I get people in the clinch, like I was throwing knees, and... Today, Dwayne wanted to like try to get me back for the last time we sparred. I, yeah. I, you know, I got him a few times, and so he wanted to try to get me back and have redemption. Yeah. But now in the clinch, instead of sitting there and kneeing, I would throw one, but then I was going for this sweep, and I would trip their foot out and like knock him on his ass. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it worked like four times. And so like I, it's literally a new move that I've never tried before. Yeah. But now I'm just starting to like gather more information and like apply it in sparring. So, yeah, yeah, I feel like a fucking white belt still. It's
0: crazy that Boss Rutan said he would spar twice a day. It's interesting, you know, you hear Max Holloway, you hear some of these guys now who aren't sparring, Robbie Lawler, maybe they are, you know, a little bit in fight camp, but Boss, like like we said, he's probably 60 years old, he looks great, he's, you know, he's he's there, he's, yeah. he's coherent, he's articulate, and that guy's been fighting, sparring every day, man, for, yeah. like,
1: obviously not anymore, but... It's, Man, if, it's interesting. if you're controlled, like, yeah. fuck, you can get away with it. Like, yeah. we spar almost every morning. Like, yeah. there's guys that are sparring five times a week at our gym, and they're fine. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. all about the headshots, control. Like, Dwayne yeah. hit me with an uppercut today. Super controlled. Just yeah. pops, you know? Yeah. It D- does nothing. You don't feel your brain rattle. You don't have a headache. Yeah, totally you know. Hey. Yeah. Just all about control. I got a question for you.
0: Um, as somebody who's been coaching or teaching for what is it, been three years now? Maybe four?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, around three years, I'd say.
0: What, What is something that you found, maybe not something you've learned, but, you know, for advice for somebody like me who's just dipping their toes into teaching, what's something that you've found or discovered to be very important about coaching? Like teaching
1: specifically? Keep, yeah. Um, less is usually better. Like with what you're saying, mm-hmm. I find the more I speak, the more I see, like, lost looks. Ah, uh. So if I try to, like, say something and I just keep talking about a thing, I eventually, like, it's like they're kind of, like, intrigued at first. And then the more I talk, the more they're kind of like, oh, now I'm lost. Mm. Like, I, I just got confused. Um, so I've been trying to get, you know, it's almost like we were talking about with Trevor Whitman how he's so good at trimming the fat and saying only what's necessary to say. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to get really good at just saying only what's necessary and then backing off and not giving too much information. Yeah. You know? Um, I remember there was like a, I read it in a stoic book. You might've read this. Um, I forget which one stillness is the key. Maybe it was like that. Um, it was like a really famous, uh, archery instructor and he would just, he would hardly say anything he would just get his students to shoot over and over and over again until they understood it through feel Mm. and like he would come by and maybe say like left elbow up and then he'd walk away Mm -hmm. like that's it just little bits of information master coaching right yeah um so yeah that's definitely one one takeaway for sure um i also find that a lot of people are are visual learners and feel learners so visually like doing a proper demo Mm -hmm. they'll like be able to see it and try to mimic it but if that doesn't work for them then if i come around and i hold for them or i hit it on them then they'll feel it and then they can like pick it up Mm -hmm. it's much more rare to me where someone like learns really well through like verbal yeah um especially in martial arts you know yeah uh so yeah that but the biggest takeaway would probably just be to say less yeah
0: Yeah. Yeah, Just with experience, trim the fat, get the point across, less is more. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's a bit of a beast, man. Like it's, um, it's a little more challenging than I would have imagined in the sense of, it's almost like you're a realtor or you're a business owner. It's like, you're not like teaching isn't just one thing. It's like, you have to make sure the class starts on time. You have to take care of the music. You have to make sure each thing you're teaching is on a time schedule so you can finish class you need to make sure that you're getting the point across you have to make sure that you make a point to see everybody in the class and not leave people out it's like there's a lot of hats you gotta wear to teach one hour class for sure you know and you have to be on you have to be there you have to be present and uh, it's it's stimulating like i'm like it takes energy out of you oh yeah
1: yeah what's your biggest takeaway from teaching your what is it four classes now yeah four classes um Something that I've I've
0: kind of realized is important, that's something that I need to, I'm working on getting better at is um, like making an effort to not leave anybody out essentially. Like make sure throughout the class you get to talk to everybody and connect the eyes with everybody and make sure they're kind of getting it. Like there's always, you know, there's always a person or two who maybe aren't as social, who, you know, maybe aren't part of the crew who are visiting before and after class and um like I don't want to leave anybody out I don't want to deal with four groups and then one group I just kind of don't connect with them so I I'm starting to realize like hey make everybody feel like they're a part of this yeah like make sure everybody's getting value and don't leave anybody out right so I'm not that I've neglected that but I'm just realizing like like you got to connect
1: with everybody in here right yeah yeah the other thing I I found that um I like when people do it with me is like if I'm walking by and somebody does something good instead of just saying like nice job, which I still do a lot. I'll say like nice range on that cross. Mm. So a little bit more like specifics, like what was nice about that instead of just like a general statement, you know, like, ah nice. And again, I do it lots. Like when I'm holding pads and somebody throws like a nice cross, I'll be like, nice, nice. Yeah. You know, and if they don't throw a good, I just won't say shit. And they usually know that they threw it like shit. Yeah. You know, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, like specifics on compliments. Yeah. You yeah, know. Yeah. Like good balance after that kick or like good head movement. Nice yeah. add on. Whatever. Yes, yes. That's I could see that too. Yeah. Um, another thing is
0: I need like obviously it's fundamentals and I'm teaching things that I feel competent with, but if I don't get a chance to practice it on a body prior, the way I remember and understand it in my head, it might work out a little different. So I've had a couple classes where i've kind of had to improvise mm. like i've done this sweep thing where i just you know a portion of the time you would land in their in their side control but i would realize when doing it oh they're actually on their side like i'm in like a back take position instead of side mm. so i'd have to stop me like okay we're not going to work from side control we're actually going to take the back from side here today so right there's i've understood like okay i need to make sure i make a point of maybe monday night after jujitsu like take somebody aside after class and say, can I just run this through on you? So I feel it instead of think about
1: it. For sure. I do that. Yeah. I, i'm always like at the gym earlier than everyone obviously and when somebody comes in usually it's like Dwayne or whoever i'm yeah. like hey come here for a sec yeah like hey. let me quickly just run this because kurt will text me the curriculum on sunday and i have nobody there so i'm like out back behind the gym shadow boxing it visualizing it like you and then class will come and i'm like oh wait that feels awkward like mm-hmm. you know Dwayne, come here and then i can actually like feel it and make yeah. sure it makes sense in my head and when i'm explaining it yeah yeah
0: yeah it's a beast man but it's fun it's it, it does require a lot of thinking prior hey yeah like it's you got to think about the warmups. you have to think about how long it's going to take yeah you know if we finish early is there anything i could add on at the end and
1: it's uh i'm learning a lot yeah yeah good so (laughs) it's funny speaking of that so i'm one of my students like i spar with him almost every day like he trains like four or five times a week does privates with me and we spar all the time and he brought like his family members in just to kind of watch um and uh I guess he went for like lunch with his family after and his grandpa was saying, he's like, he was like, uh, he's like, yeah, that Jesse, he's, he's, he's a good athlete. He's really good. Like, and he's like, you know, what's the most impressive? He's like, while he's sparring you and you're trying to hit him, he's teaching you. And he's like, almost like telling you, giving you tips and seeing what you're throwing. Mm -hmm. And, and like Mark was like, fuck, I didn't think about that. But he's like, if you were like actually fighting me, like selfishly, He's like, you'd be even more of a trouble for me. Mm. But like, I'm, I'm trying to land my strikes while seeing what he's doing. So now I think, which gives you a really good understanding of, of like the martial art that you're doing. So with you, if you like roll, you might be a little bit like paying more attention to what the students are doing now and not just yourself. Yeah. I I find like that was like a big level up for me Mm. where like before it's like, I would just throw a strike to throw a strike but now i'm actually watching what you're doing if i throw a low kick what are you doing yeah what what counter did you do why did it miss where were your hands yeah you know and you start to like see a bigger picture yeah so yeah you definitely like start to like level up as you're teaching cuz you have to
0: that's one of the ways i've learned the most when i'm rolling with somebody that you know submits me or keeps sweeping me and they're like hey like when i do this like make sure you post like in this angle like you're, right. you're doing it with your arm this way and yeah, when somebody's teaching you as they're applying it, that's a
1: way to learn. Yeah, for sure. Because we were doing a drill where um, I I was boxing using all hands only, and mm-hmm. he was kicking and he kept low kicking me and we literally just worked on hand position when he's when he's throwing a low kick yeah. to like try to get it in my face a little bit more and he's throwing the low kick like, you know, a few times on the third time I got wise to it and just started punching him in the face because his hand was all the way down mm. and I was like where are your hands at when you're throwing the low kick and he's yeah. like oh yeah like we just worked on this and now yeah. all of a sudden like on on the spot he can adjust his sparring yeah yeah
0: that's always cool to see when you see somebody make the adjustment and it clicks yeah and they're like there you go you've improved it you get it now yeah and they're like wow that's so much better yeah exactly um what was i gonna say with regards to that um teaching somebody pick it up i just had a blank
1: <laughs> i don't know oh, refer- yeah, I can't fucking remember. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a. We'll switch gears a little bit. There's um, there's a. Oh, can I, oh, I just yeah. quickly
0: say yeah. it? Yeah. Yep. Um, have you seen? Do you remember when Max Holloway fought Brian Ortega, and he yeah. he fucked him up, like yep. he boxed him up? There's a video that's been going around on my on my Instagram feed where max holloway is teaching brian ortega in the yeah, fight
1: to keep his hands up yeah
0: and you could see him when they slow down he like throws and he picks his hand up he's like block here block here and brian kind of like shakes it off like fuck man we're fighting <laughs> but like that's pretty gangster oh yeah. in the middle of a ufc fight he's giving him pointers on how to defend himself better. you know you're feeling yourself when that's crazy eh? like that's confidence that's crazy max holloway is fighting the third time volkanovski this weekend and i'm max holiday all day man volk's a beast though yeah he's a little beast it's man. a good card man it's a good card yeah i'm excited to see sean o'malley fight yeah he's tough guy he's finally got a top 10 guy yeah. and pedro munoz he's game yeah but he's i don't know man finished i that, that that might be that might well i guess israel's on there that's but i'm exi- i'm always excited to see sean o'malley fight man yeah oh he's always he's, one, he's always one of the guys like even if he's the Opening up the main card He's like the one I'm most excited to see It's the sugar show man Yeah Whether
1: you love him or hate him You're gonna watch him
0: Well and I love I love fighters who are there To put on a show and entertain Yeah Like they're not stupid They're not throwing caution to the wind But they're taking risks Right I remember that's what Trevor Whitman said He's like Take risks Like Like Obviously be smart But like sometimes you gotta take a risk Yeah You know
1: Yeah Yeah But anyways Um So yeah That's you messaged me like talking about like what the fuck we're gonna talk about in the podcast, yeah. and just naturally something, oh, big, big old semi, and just naturally something kind of popped into my head. Um, in the last week, there was like three things that just got me thinking about like happiness. So you know when uh, I don't know if you heard this podcast. I don't even know which one it was, but Joe Rogan was on a, doing his podcast, and he said that his phone broke. So he had a broken phone for three days, so he had no phone. Yeah, and he said it was one of the happiest three days he's had in his, his life. No, no checking anything, no obligations to like post anything. You're not receiving a bunch of um, like unnecessary information or even necessary information. You just get to be and you just get to live. And he said it was amazing for three days. Um, and then I, I met with Shooter. Uh, we went for coffee and he just bought a van got a sweet van i see that yeah badass yeah and he drove it out for i think it was his first trip he drove it out to blackstrap and he stayed at the campgrounds there and he told me that he he made a fire and uh he didn't have any service there and he thought to himself he like kind of said in his own head he's like wow he's like i'm so happy right now (laughs) and he's like it's been a while since i told myself that wow been a long time He's not doing anything special, he's just sitting there by himself, having a fire, outside of nature, detached from your phone. Aaron and I, we went to uh, Bare Ass Beach, where I take Layla sometimes, mm-hmm. like it's just I mean, a bunch of bunch of nudies in the, in the woods, it's usually we have the whole beach to ourselves, which we did. We, we got um, a couple drinks, laid out a blanket, the dogs were off leash, roaming around, just you know, dipping their toes in the water and then they lay down. Super quiet, super peaceful, and Aaron was like, "Wow, like I need more of this in my life, I feel at mm. peace right now like I, I I need more of this, yeah, so those are like three things that kind of popped into my head where you're almost doing nothing and yet more joy comes to you, and we just we and, I, and it started to make me think about like work life balance, like are we doing this thing wrong?" Like, are we working t- so much that like once or twice a year we get a moment where we get to tell ourselves, wow, I'm actually happy right now? Mm. That's not enough. Yeah. And I'm like, but but also you can't mm. just sit on the beach and do nothing all day. Like you have to have some kind of purpose, some, some kind of thing that you're progressing in or building or creating. And some way to pay the bills. Some way to pay the bills, That's a, yeah. And so like the way that we live, you, you almost are forced to be busy. Like you're, you're forced to like constantly be like productive and doing something, but it's like when I hear Rogan say how happy he was with three days without his phone and I hear shooter having a fire say that. And Aaron said this when we're just sitting in silence on a beach, I'm like, man, I wish there were more of that, more of those moments mm. to have. Yeah. You know, um, there was a cool, uh, you like Robin Sharma now finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm on the train. (laughs) He said, uh, simplify your life and make a return to the essential enjoyments that are sitting right under your nose. And it's like, I feel like sometimes we're like, we're chasing these things that we think are going to bring us happiness. And and they, they could bring us some happiness, but man, sometimes just simplifying your life and going for a walk outside like, shutting your phone off for a week, which I haven't done in forever. I know. Which I probably need to do. Yeah. But I feel this weird thing that, like, I need to be on there. What if I... It's like what FOMO. if I miss something? What if I miss something? Or, like, oh, what if I... What if there's a good photo to take? And that's what Shooter said. He said he's at the lake, and yeah. he's he's making this fire, and he's getting his food ready. And he kept, in the back of his brain, his, his brain was like, grab your phone. That's a good Instagram photo. Yeah. Like, you're, you're, you keep thinking you need to push put stuff out there yeah. like you need to like post something instead of like taking this moment and it's like oh people got to see this moment right and and I'm there too like fuck I struggle with that I'll be like just in such a chill peaceful state of mind and then all of a sudden the the social media brain kicks in it's like this is a good video this is a good photo yeah. you know yeah and do you know what it is too man it's like
0: it's um one day without the phone It seems like an eternity, but it's like in the big scheme of things, like what's one one week? It's like Joe Rogan, that three days, you don't miss out on anything. Nothing. You don't have to make an announcement, you're gone. People aren't going to be like, oh, what happened to Jesse? It's just,
1: it's 24 hours. Yep. I'll tell you this, when I go to the river and I walk Layla, sometimes if I'm wanting to take a photo or I know I want to make like a fucking TikTok or a reel, I'll bring my phone with me. And then other times I'll go there and I leave my phone in the van and I just walk Layla. The times I leave my phone in the van, I enjoy myself way more. Mm-hmm. Because I know that I'm just there with Layla and I'm just observing. I'm in my own head. I just get to go through nature and walk. With my phone there, I'm like thinking like, oh, there's a good photo or there's a good video. And so sometimes just leaving your phone in the fucking car for a walk is all you need. It
0: There's a... There's a definite anxiety that comes with having your phone on you. Like, if I go for a walk with the dog and it's in my pocket, there's that little part of me that's, like, trying to to keep my ears tuned in in case I hear the ring, you know, the the, the phone ring. Right. It's like, did I hear my phone ring? It's like, somebody calls me. And you're thinking about it, but if it's gone, it's like, hey. They could be calling me nonstop. There's nothing they could do about it. I don't have it on me. Yeah. So I'm just here.
1: Like, man, I'm even, like so we haven't made a video for the podcast in a while bro the other the other day i was thinking I'm like i almost want to just i don't want to do it i almost don't want to do it anymore like i'm almost getting to this point where i'm like i don't i don't fucking like always editing videos and mm-hmm. constantly thinking about content and posting yeah like i find martial art content is a lot easier like just videos of people hitting pads like i enjoy that but like fuck man I'm i'm almost getting like the more I hear that stuff, I'm like, god, am I am I doing this wrong? Am I doing life wrong? Mm-hmm. Like isn't the end of the like at the end of the day, like don't you just want to be like happy and fulfilled? And if I'm doing a bunch of things that are slowly pulling me away from that, but I'm getting more likes and more followers, is it worth it? it takes a lot of energy, man. It takes a lot of energy. Um so I'm going to let me ask you this and then I'll get into um what I was going to get into. What what do you think like the if if there was like one sentence or one thing that was like the main cause of happiness, what do you think it would be? I know it's a very tough thing just to pinpoint one thing, but
0: um, I just want to say like control, and mm-hmm. it doesn't mean like like dictatorship. Yeah, and, and it and it doesn't mean <laughs> like I would be so happy. Like obviously in life, there's no control. You have to surrender, but it but right. it's right. control of maybe. Not having to do anything, control of having free time, mm. control of like
1: no obligation, you know, just right. like yeah, yeah, it's a tough one though, so i'm gonna this is the TED talk that I listen to,
0: and the reason I say that is because i I do feel like well like we've talked about before the it seems that the happier group of people have more control over their lives, control in a sense of
1: they don't do what they don't want to do, and they They get to do what they want to do, even
0: if it's doing nothing. Right.
1: They dictate when they wake up, when they go to work, when they come home. They're not forced, you know, to sit in the cubicle for this long, you know. Um, Yeah, okay. Now I'm going to share something that I I watched recently that I really liked. Um, They called it the Harvard Study of Adult Development. Uh, The guy figures that it's perhaps the longest study they've ever done on people. Um, because it's been passed down generations. So like the people that initiated this study have died and, but their researchers below them took it over. Mm -hmm. The people that were a part of the study also died. Their children are now the ones being studied. Mm. So they're, they're continuing this study. Um, They've been doing it for 75 years and they were tracking 724 people initially. Uh, Now they're tracking about 2,000 people that were like descendants of the original 724, like their kids and all that shit. So it's kinda cool how they're like literally studying these people and tracking them um, to find out what is bringing them the most happiness. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty like wide scale of people to like track and you can figure out a lot. So they, they, and they weren't just tracking it through like, you know, some kind of like form that they put check marks in a, in a box. They had cameras set up in their house. They tracked how they spoke with their wives, their kids, um, how they looked when they got home from work, like a bunch of different things. They did mm-hmm. brain scans, blood work, like the whole bit. Mm-hmm. It's like a pretty like intense study. And the guy that was doing the Ted talk, he said like, right now after all of like he's like it, there's like thousands of paperwork on this study and the results of it he said the the biggest takeaway the number one thing to bring happiness was how good your relationships are period he said you could you could have a million dollars you could have whatever the fuck physical health mental health you could have all the check marks but he's like if you're in a bad marriage if your circle of friends suck None of that will outweigh the fact that your relationships are shit. Mm-hmm. And he he talked about like divorcing. He said it's it would be healthier on your mental state and your physical health to divorce than to stay in a bad relationship. He said your brain will decline, your physical health will decline, your memory will go quicker, like with Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. He said it will be it will be better if you can like have a healthy, like lasting relationship. And so I'm like thinking like man, how many times like. When we're writing like our goals or your New Year's resolutions, I know some people do this, but how many times do you actually write, I want to cultivate health, healthy, happy, positive relationships? Mm-hmm. It's usually like, you know, I want to like lose weight. I want to do this. I want to you know, make more money. I want to get this job, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's rare that we like put that much emphasis on cultivating and building good, positive relationships.
0: Well, that's one of the factors to longevity and living long lives is big factor is community. And that means
1: positive relationships, you know? And he said, it's not the number of relationships. It's the quality. Mm. Like, and that's like the Joey Diaz. You give me three bad motherfuckers and you're finished. Yeah. You know? And he's like, you give me three amazing people that would die for me. That I know if, if shit hits the fan and I'm, I'm down and out and I need help. If I call you, I know you'll pick up and be there for me. Mm -hmm. Like the more people like that you have in your life, the longer you live, the happier you live, the healthier you live.
0: And do you know what? That trip we went on in Denver, you, me, Adam, and Kurt, four, four dudes. Take away all of the phenomenal instructors, all of the great training, all of the beautiful scenery. Probably the funnest thing about that trip is the camaraderie and the jokes, yeah. you know, the laughter, the, the, the hang with four of us dudes. Yeah. That made the trip. Yeah. When you look back, it's like us laughing when we're driving to the gym us in the airport you know like us just hanging out having a drink with supper like that's the magic yeah
1: yeah 100% i know i was thinking about like just how hard like even like, <laughs> the guy that passed out like when i saw like kurt vibrating cuz he was laughing so hard and like it obviously made me laugh even harder <laughs> yeah. like that's the shit you remember a lot like belly laughing or when we had beers outside that that fucking whatever whatever the fuck it was called about uh, about time about about time about time yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah but like man that was awesome yeah like we just had like nachos and wings and some beer and we were like laughing we were sharing some like inspiring shit it was yeah. just awesome
0: well what's that um Aubrey Marcus was saying he went to burning man with a group of like yeah. 15 people and yes. you know it's like this big event that you know you pay a lot of money to go to you get dressed up It's like a festival, there's music, there's probably drugs It's this big, you know, event that a lot of people try to get to It's cool, it's hip, there's lots going on And he's like, you know, you pay a 10 grand to go to this thing And the best part of it, looking back, is like When you and your friends are just like telling jokes and laughing Like in the van, like on
1: the way there or something It's
0: like, it's not the big spectacle, it's those little... Moments of relationship. Yeah, it's know? crazy.
1: Hey, like they have some of the biggest artists, best artists, like both musically and like to build sculptures that are like f- fucking 30 feet high. Yeah. Like a <laughs> spectacle. Wardrobes, just this crazy spectacle. The greatest, the greatest like visual thing you could see. And yet, them sitting in an RV having some beers, laughing, talking is the memorable moment. Yeah, that's it. It's simple. Yeah. And the, yeah, it's like, um, I forget who said it. I think we said it on the last episode it was like Socrates or something and he just said like life is simple but we intend on making it complicated mm-hmm. like life seems it can be simple but we've just complicated the fuck out of it mm-hmm. you know like it's not like it's our doing necessarily it's just like the human race just like I don't know if it's just like the evolution thing, like we just have more technology, more shit to focus, even like the way the, like our our taxing, like you get taxed with this, you got to sign this, you get in trouble for this, you got to get insurance for this. There's so many things that complicate the simple part of life. Yeah. You know, but we can't, it's like, what do you do about it?
0: I know, and that's the thing. There's a little part inside of me that would just desire to go live in some tiny little ranch you know with like my girl and my dog maybe like bring a friend and his partner and maybe just work like a nine to five style job on the farm and like don't have a phone maybe have a flip phone for calling family right you live off the coast or something and you just live a simple life you have a garden now i'm gonna be honest i'm not i'm probably not gonna do that <laughs> like at this state maybe when i'm older you never know in 20 years like who the hell knows where right. we'll be at? But. I'm not going to do that. But there's a part inside of me that's like, that's where it's at. Like, that's how you'd be happy. That's how you shed your anxiety by doing that.
1: Well, I I think probably everybody feels a little bit of that. Because I think that's like human nature. I think we're supposed to kind of like, that's, that's like where our roots are Yeah. again we've kind of like created this lifestyle that maybe isn't like natural for us but what we have to do it so we learn to adapt or we just adapt that's what humans do mm-hmm. we're the best at it but it doesn't mean it's the best thing to do mm-hmm. like Ryan Holiday like you heard him on Joe Rogan, he was saying that he, he was... I think he was living in New York, and then he was living in LA, and then he moved to Austin, Texas, and then he moved to a ranch outside of Austin, Texas. Yeah. He said when he goes to New York and LA now, he's like, I can't do it. The noise, the just my brain is like rattling with like... It's too much information. Yeah. He's like, I go to my ranch, and he's like, it's just peaceful. Yeah. You hear the odd gunshot from a farmer, but like yeah. overall, it's pretty peaceful. Yeah. You know?
0: Man, I think like I've, I've kind of been... You know, since I'm 20, I've kind of been in this hustle, hustle culture of like, I'm going to work my ass off, I'm going to accomplish this, you know, I'm going to live here, I'm going to drive this, I'm going to train this, I'm going to win this, and like, and I like that, and I'm in it, you know, and I get a lot of fulfillment from it, but I, I can totally sense that in the future, I am going to simplify my life. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get a basic, like, maybe when I have kids, I don't know when this point is, if it's in two years, if it's in, you know, 15, 20, I don't know, but... I know I'm going to have a basic vehicle. I'm going to do half as much as I do now work, um, like work out, like I'm still going to be healthy, but yeah, I know I'm going to get to a point where I just need to do way less and just be, I I have to eventually get there for my sanity,
1: you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard a few, it's cool when you hear like people on podcasts that have like made millions of dollars where like, they say no to so many things where they could make so much more money, yeah. but they're like, "I'm good, like yeah. I've made a hundred million. I don't need to make a billion, like I just say no to all that shit now, unless it really fuels me and gives me a bunch of energy, like I'm not doing it well, Tim Kennedy on Rogan, he
0: said he has this friend who is a very prestigious lawyer, and um he had all these goals when he was young, you know, and he's done very well for himself, but he got to the age of fifty, and he's like. All I want to do is surf. Mm. And he gave up his practice. He could have went on and, you know, had some major cases, got so much more money, had so much more things. But he said, I'm just going to surf. And he legitimately did that. Mm, And at 50, apparently Tim had said, you know, this was two years ago. And he said he has surfed every single day since since his 50th birthday when he made this decision. And, like, he's not... You know, he's he's got enough to get by, but he's not, like, as wealthy as he was, and he's not, you know, climbing the ladder, and he doesn't have as many things, and, you know, his his finances are a lot more simple. It limits him to what he can do, but but he did it. He did the damn thing, and he's doing it, and he has less, and I guess he's
1: just happy, you know? Yeah, and it, it's like, a, yeah... I think just the work life balance, I think you can still like live a super busy, productive lifestyle of like climbing your way up wherever you're trying to climb to, yeah. but just understanding that you need more breaks, Yeah. whatever you're probably taking right now for breaks and real time off probably ain't enough. Yeah. I think all of us could probably do more of resting and chilling and yeah. going to the lake, going for long walks by the river, I really think probably 99% of the population doesn't do it enough. And do you know what I think where the real magic is, is
0: taking twice as many breaks as we do, but when you're working, you're dialed in, you're focused on right. one singular task, you're not checking your phone every five minutes, you're not, you, you know, you're not just, burnt out. Because here, here's the two options. You, you have like 100% dialed focused work where when you're in quote unquote work mode, There's one, there's one object, that's it. And then when you get time off, you, you have time off, you give yourself that time off or there's, oh, I'm going to work every day. I'm going to, but when you're working, you're half there, you're checking the phone, you're working, you're doing stuff that's busy, but not productive. And and Mm. you're getting half as much done. I I think that's where the magic is, is 100% dialed work and 100 percent dialed time off not a one foot in of rest right. one foot out of rest one foot in of work one foot out of work yeah because
1: then you never get either exactly right you never get deep rest and you never get deep work
0: and i think psychologically we might tell ourselves we're working more we're doing enough but right that's where the the life anxiety comes in at a constant you
1: know yeah or or you're, you might think like oh i'm getting re-. like if shooter went to the lake and he had cell service yeah like if you're like taking a break but yet you're posting a bunch on social media like is that a proper break mm-hmm. like are you yeah still, exactly. are you still getting like your dopamine drained from all this like social media input yeah. and information that oh shoot that's coming in yeah it's not the same it's not the same and, and like i like to
0: do that like it's fun when you're tra- like it's fun when we're in denver training we're out in the mountains and then you get back to the hotel and you make a post and you right. check like i like that but that's still not it right, that's still not what we need
1: Aaron and I went to my mom's one time because she has like such a really like a cool place. It's like a nice little getaway for us, and she was leaving somewhere, so Aaron and I just went there. And I think we intended on like doing like a bunch of social media stuff, and I don't think we did one thing because we both were like, "I'm not in the mood." Like, I just fucking want to have a fire and chill. Yeah. And it was awesome, but then you don't get the you know you don't get the cute little posts when you get back. But at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. At the end of the day. What does that really do for you? It gives you the dopamine hit. Yeah. But that's it. It's not like that deep internal joy of just connecting with someone, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and going off, you know, how important good relationships are, um, for happiness. So Aaron and I celebrated our second year anniversary. Congrats. Thank you. Um, one of the things we did was just, we went to the beach that, you know, that was a little bit earlier, um. Than like our actual anniversary, but we both had the day off, so we went there and just enjoyed ourselves. And then on the actual day of the our anniversary, we went and grabbed a bite to eat. We actually went to the place where we had our second date, uh, Winston's Patio. Mm. We thought that was kind of cool. It's mm-hmm. like our second date there, second year in. Yeah, that's right. So I like, guess just go there. That was on my birthday two years yeah. ago. Yeah. 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 Uh, I was gonna. Th- she, she showed me a text. Maybe I shouldn't show it. It's pretty cute. Yeah. Maybe I won't talk. I'll ask her first. Um, anyway, so we're like, you know, we're going on this date and talking and, um, like I asked her what the most memorable time so far that we've been together is. Um, and then she asked me what are, what are like two things that we are doing really well at? What are two things that we could work on? And like sometimes you need those types of conversations. And so it's kind of like a nice moment. Like, look, we've been together for two years. Like, are we, are we still doing good? Like, like what's, what's going well? What can we maybe correct? Mm-hmm. And then it almost like deepens that relationship. Um, cause we talked about it before, I just don't want to be in like a 40 year relationship where it's just like, it's done, but you're just together cause you've been at it for a while and it's too annoying and stressful to get a divorce. Yeah. So I want to like, yeah, I think just asking those types of questions will help deepen the relationship and then doing new things together will also help deepen that relationship. Yeah. You know, cause again, if, if good relationships is what will give you more happiness, you have to put effort into that. There has to be effort. I was reading Ed Milet's book and he talked about how, you know, when people say like, there's no such thing as a dumb question, only a dumb answer. He's like, there's such thing as a dumb question. And so many times we ask ourselves questions that are based off fear, anxiety, and doubt. And he has like a list of questions to ask yourself that are more empowering. Mm -hmm. And maybe next episode I'll, I'll dive into that and write some of them down. But it's like sometimes just that developing like a good relationship with yourself by asking better questions to yourself. You know, mm-hmm. just that alone will help like increase your you know, um, I don't know, overall joy or happiness or understanding of yourself instead of always like, you know, oh, like if I do this, oh, like it might fail though, and mm-hmm. you know, you're always like, kind of doubting yourself in your own mind.
0: Yeah, transparency is key, man. There's nothing worse than like maybe you're in a relationship, and there's a bit of an elephant in the room. Like you know, may, right. maybe you both know you could work on something, mm. whether it's talking about hard things. Maybe it's getting intimate more. Maybe it's, you know, you're too much in a routine. And you both kind of know it could be better, but you just, you don't go there. Right. That's a tough place to be stuck in, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and no, we, we even talked about, like, like having or, or learning to love their faults and not always trying to correct them. Yeah. Like, everybody has faults. Yeah. Fuck who you are. You got some bullshit that you're bringing to the table. Yeah. And some of it is unfixable like, we're not perfect. You'll always have certain faults. It's mm-hmm. just the way you operate. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think even just like talking about the fault is important, mm-hmm. you know? And like, I'm almost like laughing with that person. Like I'll use Kane for an example because it's kind of an innocent thing. Um, Cain would like forget his keys. He'll misplace things. He's just kind of like forgetful sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of the women that he was with they would like give him a hard time to be like "Oh, fuck like you forgot your keys again and they make him feel bad yeah but it's like that's just fucking who he is like he it just he has a tough time remembering but he's pretty fucking awesome outside of that just has a tough time remembering now this girl that he's with he would like forget his keys or misplace his keys and she'd be like oh did you forget your keys again and kind of giggle with him but he could tell it was out of love it wasn't like an insult or an attack it was like this is funny like you're just being cane again yeah but now it's like now he doesn't feel bad about his faults now if your fault is cheating on the girl <laughs> you know <laughs> so is that is that
0: something that somebody could work on it's like hey you need to for your sake for you to be better off and live easier you need to like be more conscious and like think so you're not always losing things could that really be a discussion that could be worked on to improve the relationship Or is that something that's like, hey, this is part of that person. It's not going to change. Accept it about that person or it's not going to work.
1: I I think you can always work on stuff. Like it would be like, um, it'd be like correcting your OCD. Mm -hmm. Like you're a a clean person. It'd be like, hey, relax a little. You don't have to like wipe the handle of your fridge when you see (laughs) thumbnails.
0: You know me so good.
1: (laughs) You know Um, what I mean? It's It's like, you could work on it but I doubt that you'll ever be like yeah, me yeah, yeah. where it's like, you're just okay with fucking hair everywhere and dirtiness. Like I think Kane could probably have sticky notes in his house saying, don't forget your keys when he leaves the door. Like there's little things like that. Yeah. But I think there are certain people that are just wired a certain way.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a good point too of, um, you know, showing love to the person, not judging them. Like, let's use that example let's say i'm always wiping the fingerprints on on the fridge handle it's like my girl could either get frustrated with that and be like you need to relax or she could just kind of like shake her head and giggle and be
1: like you know
0: of course right it's all good but like yeah yeah and so it's like yeah for yeah.
1: Sure. So I think just like, yeah, learning to, to love some of the faults, you yeah. know, or don't be with that person. If the faults yeah. are like too much, yeah, just don't be with them.
0: Yeah. You know? So this, this isn't your longest relationship, Hey, like no. you've had a longer one.
1: Four yeah. years is the longest.
0: Two years, man. Well, good for you. That's
1: when by quick. Yeah. And man, honestly, easy as fuck. Yeah. 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 Really easy. Yeah. That that was kind of the, the nice thing. Like I, yeah, it's very effortless thus far Mm -hmm. there are moments when we need to like pry something out of the person you know ask good questions to like you know improve the relationship but like even like when we when we do have like a little fight and i wouldn't even call it that because i've been in fights and relationships and (laughs) they're horrible yeah you know when we bicker snicker at each other it's so healthy yeah you know it's it's not toxic yeah it's
0: and it's it's hard man like you know i've I've been living with the girl for three months now and like of course it's amazing it's made our relationship easier like don't regret it for a second but when you especially when you live with somebody there's no hiding anything you know and yeah. it's it's not even maybe like it's just not always all rainbows and butterflies and maybe it's not something between you but it's like I just have bad days sometimes she yeah. might have bad days sometimes and yeah. when you're in the same environment you gotta work through that together you know so it's yep you just have to like be there and not be against the person but it's relationships are always going to be a challenge man no matter
1: how great it is yeah you know? yeah it's like anything anything great in life you have to work for like that black belt moment what was you gonna say <laughs> it reminded me of the in our intro the quote oh that i fuck up is that anything f- great in life is Oh, is that the same It's not thing? easy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, that's but, funny. But yeah, like anything worth having and good, like, you yeah. got to fight for it sometimes. Yeah, like the black belt thing. It's like, that's a fucking proud, awesome moment. But, like, I had to, it's a fucking long time of grinding and just sweating, yeah. and bleeding, and learning, constantly showing up at the gym. Yeah. So, it's like to have a a 40-year marriage and have it be successful and happy and fulfilling. Yeah. Like, that's it's not going to be easy. Yeah. You're going to have to have some tough conversations. You're going to have to have time apart. You're going to have to work. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: But. Yeah, man. You think about the best things in our life. Like, martial arts is one of them. It's hard sometimes. It's... It's... You You go through a lot.
1: Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, you work hard at anything that you want in life, and yet we think that relationships should be effortless. Like, you yeah. always hear that, and I, I just said it now, but, like, it's not effortless. Like, it's like, I have yeah. fucking bad days. I stayed in the van last night because I, I wanted to be alone. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. like you, you have your days where you just have to, like detach from your phone or from your loved one yeah. from your friends like if i hung out with you every day for hours i'd get fucking sick of you too yeah you know family anything exactly you can't
0: pick one person that you're just you know kosher with 100 of the time yeah
1: man but well, yeah good for you man two years there's one more thing and then i'm i'm done yeah there's just a cool quote that i i wrote down a long time ago that i thought was kind of cool it was based on happiness it's from gandhi Happiness is when what you think, what you say, and what you do are in harmony. And I kind of like that. It kind of puts it all together. It's like when you're thinking something and when you're saying it and then when you're doing it, it all like comes into harmony because sometimes you're like, let's say you're, you're going to the gym, but you're doing it because you, you have to. It's not that you, have, you don't have that frame of mind where it's like I get to go to the gym because I'm a healthy, able body and yeah. I'm just enjoying this. I want to sweat. I want to feel those endorphins. I want to push myself. Instead, you go to the gym because you have to and you kind of just drag your ass there. Yeah. It ain't the same. Yeah. Like one person is like, like what you're doing isn't matching with what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Like you're kind of like just dragging your ass there to fucking get it over with, but you don't really enjoy it kind of have to like learn to enjoy it and just tell yourself like i get to go to the gym today Mm -hmm. you know and then you kind of start to combine everything with what you think what you say and what you do kind of brings you happiness i like that word in harmony yeah
0: like everything has to be in harmony and it's almost like having personal integrity Mm. you know it's like keeping the promises to yourself it's like i'm not saying something and then doing something else right it's like the things i think are the things that i say and that's the things that i do you know yeah
1: yeah i like that yeah well, let's end it on that let's end it on that we say episode yeah <laughs> yeah we need to get better at winding these Whoa. things down 58 yeah. yeah our endings suck yeah yeah sometimes my mom would laugh because when i'm on the phone and like i'm done talking to someone i'll just say bye <laughs> like they'll be like yeah and then, like it'll kind of stop and i'll be like yeah. bye So yeah. like okay like nice talking
0: to you <laughs> yeah. well nice talking to you, brother episode 69 hey hey
1: uh are you training tonight
0: Uh, No, I'm not going to be in tonight. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for listening.